You are listening to Constructing Practice, a podcast from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thank you for listening. I'm Juan Herreros, professor at Columbia GSAP and principal of Studio Herreros in Madrid. In recent years, we have witnessed a series of changes that redefined the traditional practice and laid the foundation of new types of architectural offices. On November 17, 2017, we hosted the symposium Constructing Practice at Columbia GSAP in New York City. This podcast series includes the 15 firms who participated in the symposium and expands the conversation to include many others to tell us how they do what they do. Today, we hear from Jian Xianghe and Jin Yan of O Office Architects in Guangzhou, China. O Office started from 2007 after we both returned from Europe. I returned in 2003 and Yin probably in 2005 or 6. And then we decided to set up O Office because, you know, Po River Delta, Guangzhou is the central city of Po River Delta. It's a very rapid urbanized area. And before we set up our office, we experienced several very large, huge projects in this region. But uh, we decided to choose another way to start a small, very small practice. But up to now, after 10 years, from the beginning, we have only three, four guys in the studio. And now we have about 15 in total in our studio. Basically, our projects are quite small in scale. I mean, compared to the Chinese scale. The major tradition, we can say, because we both study and worked in Europe, it's kind of a little bit European tradition to erect kind of independent architectural pattern, independent thinking, independently operating small practice. But at the same time, I think the special thing of all office is if in the beginning we try to apply the knowledge and the skill that we study and trained in Europe directly in this region, we find it's almost unworkable because China and this region has really, really different tradition and different rhythm of development and the mentality of the whole nation and the whole people so different. So gradually we try to adapt and get into the ground of the, the culture. So we can say, on the one hand, we are kind of uh, outsider. We observe from a different way in the local culture, but at the same time, because we are local, we work directly with the client, with even with local workers together. So it, it's kind of combination of outsider and insider practice in this way and create a kind of very special way of operating practice. On the one hand, we independently working in an office, looking at the situation and the reality as an outsider. And at the same time, we get into the reality and work in another side of the society. I remember two teachers in my education. One is from local university. It's a Professor Tan. It was Xu who opened a door because Xu introduced them. The University of Leuven in Belgium is a good school or good university to make study or research. She opened the door because he's a kind of old generation professor. She doesn't have the new structure of knowledge, but she opened the door for me. And another teacher is actually it's American uh, who worked in Belgium. She's kind of really person full of criticism. So he tried to question and 
try to have criticism in everything in any environment. I think it passed me a kind of spirit that uh, kind of independent criticism in on the reality, even sometimes on ourselves, to try to make us in every project on every new day we trying to revalue and refresh ourselves in a way. And if we talk about professional influence, my story is pretty much different from Xiang's because my father is also an architect. I was、uh, when I was try in my home, there was already lots of books about architecture, and lots of friends from my father is architect. So for me, the first and the fundamental influence, I think, it was from my father. I have to say, and I, and then after my graduation from South China University, and then I get a scholarship to go to French, and there I get a, I can say totally new professional experience. I mean,、uh, first education experience because there the professor emphasized a lot the importance about philosophy. Design philosophy. No matter what your design, first, firstly, they have understand your philosophy. What is your design value in which context, and what is your definition? What is your problematic? And、uh, the professor and the student would like to spend long time to talk about this, to make discussion. Before I thought maybe it's not. Especially in China, people will consider it. This is、uh, really not efficient way. But、um, step by step, I realized the value. And I think when I when we come back to China, first we discuss a lot. I mean, with Xiang about what could we start our practice and、uh, to be an independent architect、uh, like what we did now. I have to say, it's not typical way because. The large part of our architectural market is about public、uh, project and all the project from real estate. But mainly, we focus on the private project because in this way we can really touch the fundamental issue about architectural design because it's their money to design、uh, for themselves for their own use. It's a starting point, but it changes a lot. It influences our practice and the way we making our design. I think we both working and study in different、uh, places, and we also have experience having project in different location and place. And this experience, I think, give us very deep interest of trying to understand or the interest of、uh, to understand the cultural diversity in different continents and different cultures because both. Europe and China, in many ways, they are kind of opposite、uh, direction working. So this interest or this deep understanding about the diversity gives us a more open-minded and open way to observe in ordinary life and ordinary people's how to say the thinking and mentality.、And、I think this is the basic strong. Idea or belief we have, and we believe that、uh, architecture operation or spatial operation could, based on this understanding of the diversity of culture, and then because maybe by this I introduce a little bit the PRD, the Po River Delta region. It, it's a region that is really on the edge of the mainland China and overseas China. So. 
it itself is a kind of um, cultural diversified location. So by this means, even we working in this region, we experience different lifestyle, different group of people, and even a different way of culture. So I think this experience and together with the rapid development and the fast development, it gives a very rich uh, ground that we can grow in the past 10 years. And also by this, we have a strong belief because nobody knows what this region will grow uh, in the next 10 or 20 years. But we have strong belief that architecturally, we can create a kind of uh, oasis in this uh, rapid uh, urbanizing ocean, kind of uh, more humane and more stable or some place that uh, people can uncoring and to refreshing themselves, rethinking by themselves. I think we are quite moved by how people use and how people uh, reflect to our project. That always encourage us to work one by one new project and moving step step forward. Even it's very hard to working in this region, as you know, because the rapid urbanization and the very low level of uh, organizing all the techniques and everything and the the loss of uh, traditional craftsmanship. So all this uh, create a lot of problem in uh, architectural making and architectural operation. But still, the strong belief that architecture can affect or can change a little bit, although maybe sometimes in a very specific location, but still give us the people who use and to who experience our space and always give very positive and very i think that the feeling that we connect by architecture and by space we connect our heart with these people i just want to add one point actually in china especially in peribur delta the process of uh, architecture design from concept to construction to complexion is always under a very uncertain situation. If you want to design here, we have to find our way to react creatively and critically all this changement. Since everything change and move quickly, sometimes the requirement from the client change, sometimes the situation change, sometimes the market change, sometimes the material, the budget, everything change quickly. We have to really set up our system, I mean, the system from our own to deal with all these uncertain issues. And I just want to go forward a little bit about Xiang's brief. In fact, for us, in our mind, we always ask us where is the possibility, where is the solution for us to really push or develop a design under this kind of situation? And where is our way? Where is our direction? In order to answer this question, we have to make experience. We have to try. And also, when we get the feedback, no matter, sometimes there are some mistakes or sometimes we think we can go to keep better, but always it will encourage us to go further. Well, some of the important current project is we just uh, complete a project, a private school that built in a vacant uh, industrial site. It's a quite interesting project. So it's I think it's the, the first 
I don't know, it's the only one or not. It's the first project in China that uh, private high school that built in a, a vacant industry uh, site in Shenzhen. Another one probably will be completed in uh, December is photography museum in a small town in northern Guangdong province. We built quite many museums in large cities, but this is in a very small town. It will be a photography museum, so it's a, it's also a very unique uh, project. That project is based on the because the, the the small town actually op- operated for the last ten years a very very high quality photography exhibition every year. So after ten years of development, they decided to build up this small photography museum. It locates in the old downtown of the small town, so the museum is a half a new build and halfway a renovation. So it's exactly in the center of the old downtown. So it's also a very interesting project to how to use the new facility or new public space to try to reactivate the kind of vacant decade old downtown place of a small town. And I think now we're just starting a new project, a primary school project in central Shenzhen city. So it's another challenge for us because we always build projects in a little bit remote place. And this time it's really in the center, in the urban center and with high density requirement for a primary school. So you can see we have quite a diversity in our project. Some are small renovation projects and some are public projects in a little bit remote place and some are public projects quite uh, central urban location and education, culture. So it's full of diversity. And I think for us, architecture is also a way that uh, continuously observe the uncertain urbanization of this region. And uh, through this way, we try to study or research how people react and how people's life change in this urbanization because I think our generation of my father or my grandfather still remember they are growing up in a very different urban condition than us and even our younger generation to us for instance our son the younger generation they growing up very very different condition than us so this rapid change in this region I think it's very unique and and when we do architecture we design architecture and build building in this unique location i think this keep us really dynamic and keep us really eagering to see what a new possibility can happen in architectural space and what new spatial a social spatial a solution we can offer to this new urban situation so I think that's a little bit what I can comment in this question. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You may also be interested in the GSAP Conversations podcast series available on iTunes. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.